0: profile series i'm your host matt higgs the ff educator joined by john la the gridiron scholar to break down tcu wide receiver quinton johnston john johnston is a uh a very divisive prospect here coming out of TCU. So we're going to get into the tape. We're going to get into the stats. We're going to talk about his NFL draft and fantasy football projection over the next 10 or so minutes here. So without further ado, John, let's get into the big man out of TCU.
1: Let's just get the um, Debbie downer out of the way. Ignore for a minute that he's from the big 12. And that he played at TCU that produced Jalen Rager and Josh Doxson, who are both first round flops. So let's just put that aside as we move forward with Quentin Johnson, everyone, because unfortunately the tw- the big 12 does not have a good record at the wide receiver position. However, Quinn Johnson might break the mold of recent failures from the conference. He was a four-star prospect in high school. He was ranked by 24-7 Sports as the nation's number 13 wide receiver. He was the ninth overall player in the state of Texas. He was the second highest ranked recruit in the long tenure of Gary Patterson, the former coach at TCU. And he allegedly chose the Horned Frogs over the Longhorns. So there were other teams, obviously, in the Big 12 interested in this young man. As a freshman in 2020, Matt, he did impress me. He led TCU with 487 yards receiving on 22 receptions. He scored twice. And everyone, that those are nice numbers for freshmen. You're not you're talking about 18 or 19 year old young man. He posted a team best 22.1 yards per catch which was the highest by a true freshman in Big 12 history at at power 5 programs. It was the second best nationally for a true freshman since 2008. So he was in rarefied company as a true freshman in 2020. 2021 was a mixed bag, Matt. First thing you have to know is he missed three games due to injury. But he did leave TCU in receiving yards of 634, yards per reception with 19.2. The man can boogie down the field. And he had six touchdown catches. He was also named first team all Big 12. But when I was watching him, Matt, he always left me yearning for more. Like, you, there are just these brilliant flashes, like a comet in the sky, where you go, Oh my God. And then he disappears. So, last year, in my analysis, looking at him was very, very important. What would Quinton John, Johnson do? He posted the best season of his career and helped the Horn Frogs to the CFP Championship game. He had 60 receptions for 1,069 yards and six touchdowns. Again, he averaged 17.8 yards per catch. But, Matt, that was in 14 games. And if you look on a per-game basis, Johnson's numbers aren't as impressive. He was named first-team All-Big 12. And if you really want a tale of the tape, two games to watch this past year. (coughs) The semifinal game against Michigan, six catches, 163 yards and a touchdown. And then you can turn on the tape against Kansas. 14 receptions, 206 yards and a touchdown. That's the ceiling, everyone. Then pop in the tape against Georgia. One for three, Matt. The Georgia defensive backs ate him up. So if you really want to get the realm of outcomes of what this young man does, those three games are pretty interesting. In his career, he had nine games over 100 yards receiving. Matt, what does your film study say about Quentin Johnston?
0: John, you're going to see a lot of good if you're watching Quentin Johnston film, but you're going to see a lot of bad as well. And this is a good example here for me, Quentin Johnston. He's a good example of why it's important to watch a wide range of film, right? So I have I have six games here on Quentin Johnston. And I think if you're just watching the highlights on Quentin Johnston, you're going to wonder why we don't have him as wide receiver one, because he's got the best highlight reel of any wide receiver in this class easily, right? You know, maybe Jalen Hyatt. But otherwise, you know, he's yeah. – because he can go up, John. He makes these, you know, Moss-type catches. He goes up in contested catch situations. And and he has that big-man athleticism that gets folks very excited, right? He has great contested catchability at times. And I think people see that. And then they see his yards after catch upside, side. And they say, whoa, this is a guy that can go up and dominate at the catch point at times. And he's also somebody – who can do work with the ball after the catch you know he gets going he has good speed when he's get when he gets going certainly fast for his frame and he has the ability to rip off these major runs and you could see examples of that throughout his TCU tape but John you have to balance that out with how frustrating it is to watch you know full sets of Quentin Johnston tape it it sticks out right off the bat the hands They're inconsistent. And I talk about this all the time. It sounds so simple. John, handwork is the highest weighted trait in my tape formula because if you can't catch the ball, you're not going to hack it in the NFL. It sounds so simple. I know. But here's the thing it's mental drops. And it's body catches, John, and then it's just dropping the ball. You know, there's a variety like pick your poison of the types of drops that you want to get from Quentin Johnston, because you can really see it all. We were talking off tape before this. At times you wonder if he understands the route that he's supposed to be running. If when him and Duggan are on the same page, uh, in at times, John, you could see he get he lets his routes get jumped. I talk about this all the time with a prospect. When when a prospect's frame doesn't fit the type of player that they should be right and when the frame doesn't fit the strengths that's when i start to get really confused right and i start to knock that players uh the grade down there's no reason that quinton johnston and his size should let big 12 defensive backs jump his routes That's poor body positioning and or poor effort. You know, you could look at it in a few different ways, but either way, it's bad, John. If the Big 12 corner can jump Quentin Johnson's routes, imagine what an NFL corner can do. That's We're talking pick sixes all day, right? And then he's going to stop getting targeted, Uh, and he does struggle to separate. You know, one of the things that you always have to balance when you see a guy that has a full highlight reel of contested catches— you you start to say to yourself, okay, why is he always so close to the defensive back, right? And if you're, again, he's playing against weaker defensive backs in terms of the power five level here. If you can't separate consistently against these guys, it's going to be difficult to translate that skill set to the NFL. So although for me, Quinton Johnston has one of the best highlight reels of any prospect in this class, he doesn't have the consistency I struggle with his, his strength to frame matchup, and I struggle with his hands, John. And that's why, against consensus here, I'm still relatively low on Quinton Johnston. Let's talk a little bit about how the numbers factor into
1: this. Matt, I concur with you. I'm a little lower than most. However, I am higher than you. And I'll say this. Five years ago, Quinton Johnston would have been my number one wide receiver. I would have fallen for the 6'4", 212. I would have just seen the massive highlights and his physicality. And I would have said he's at the top of my board. Yet, I've learned. I'm valuing other traits now in receivers. I study film better. And I wonder, you talked about jumping routes. This is where I wish you knew the play and then you could watch the tape. I wonder if he has either a limited route tree, which Georgia understood, and just jumped the routes, or and Duncan didn't throw it to him, or if he's just signaling something that the Georgia defensive backs picked up, this is what he does when he's going long, this is what he, right? Because he looked terrible against Georgia. And, I mean, obviously Georgia's great, but he looked real bad, and no adjustments were made. So I plugged him into my model. My model is lukewarm on him. That's why I'm down. I mean, I have seen a lot of people with him at the top of their board. He's not at the top of mine. 115 career receptions. And let me just say this kindly. He played in the Big 12. I mean, we've seen players in the Big 12 with 200 career, 220 career receptions and crash and burn. Again, it's a data point, one of many. I'm looking for 150 as a benchmark. He doesn't exceed it. That tells me a little bit. His catch percentage, 61%. Matt, stop blaming Max Duggan, everyone. He's not a great passer, but Quentin Johnston did not help himself at all with that number. Finally, last year he had an aerial dominator, 27%. My, my model likes that. Yards per reception, hey. The young man is hitting 19 yards per catch. Some of it's his ability to get yak. Some of it is design. Matt, watch the play against the Michigan. I know you've seen it. That long crossing route where he gets the ball on the outside of the hash mark, beats the Michigan quarterback and outruns everyone to the touchdown. But Matt, he doesn't always catch that pass. <laughs> like and, and obviously the athleticism and the long distance speed is there. Receiving yards per team pass attempt. Matt, I'm looking for 2.5. He only has 2.35. He catches, they had some manufactured catches for him, and he didn't do a lot with them. I'm surprised he's like so high number one because I think if you watch the film, there's some concerns, and my model doesn't like him. Matt, what does the fantasy football fan need to know about Quentin Johnson?
0: You know, it's going to be interesting, John. There was a lot of hype early on that Quinton Johnston could be a top 10 pick. And as we go along and along through the NFL draft prospect, it seems like there's less and less suggestions of that. So I do think Johnston is going to fall in this day one late to day two mid NFL draft projection, right? That's pick 21 to 50 overall for me. Listen, that is still Good draft capital, okay? That is still perfectly fine, and I think that's where a lot of these wide receivers are going to fall in this year's class. So I think Johnson's going to be in plenty good company. There's going to be an NFL team that wants to lean into that athleticism and upside, and for a good reason. And John, I think his ADP projection is going to be 105 to 108 in a super flex rookie league. Because although I'm I'm lower on him, you're a little bit lower on him. There is going to be one, two, three, you know, folks in your league that value Quentin Johnson as, as, as the wide receiver one. And if he's still on the board at 108, there are going to be folks who are ecstatic to draft him at 108. And we say it all the time, John, it's a rookie big board mantra. Go and get your guy. If you love Quentin Johnston and you, you know, he's there at 108, go ahead and take him. There's upside there. He's my wide receiver five right now. It's not like I have his wide receiver 20. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, you know, like go and get your guy. Uh, And I think that's where folks are going to view him here. If he's still on the board at 108, I do think he has the potential John to project into weekly starter territory. You know, he could be a borderline wide receiver two type guy. Obviously, scheme, volume, all that is going to have to factor into this thing. But in terms of uh, my exposure, it's going to be low. I don't think that's a surprise if anybody's been, you know, following me throughout this process. And in terms of the value comp here, I think it's Rashad Bateman. And uh, in, in just in terms of there were folks who it seemed like consensus really loved Rashad Bateman. I think just in terms of, you know, the, that projection of a wide receiver two, wide receiver three, but with some big upside, I think these two guys would go in a similar range in a dynasty startup draft right now. Certainly will have their their, you know, big fans here and people who will drive up the value. Then there's going to be folks who aren't as excited. So there's going to be a big gap here. And I think folks are going to end up either you have a lot of Quinton Johnston or you have no Quinton Johnston because I don't think it's going to come ever in that in-between middle value, right? So it'll be really interesting to see. Uh, how he shakes out because I think he's going to be somebody that every off season we circle back to and argue about just like we've been circling back and arguing about (laughs) Rashad Bateman, right? Every off season. And we probably will continue to do it here over the next couple of years. Right. Uh, John, if you want to get in, you want to argue, you want to talk about prospects in a good way, Uh, In a healthy debate, we're talking about prospects every single day in the Rookie Big Board Discord. We're talking about their evaluations. We're talking about trades. We're talking about drafting them. We're talking about their mock draft ADP from the Rookie Big Board mock draft. So all of that, John, rookie rankings, rookie guide, get in on all of it. Just $3 a month at patreon.com slash rookie big board. As always, we appreciate you checking out this episode of the Rookie Big
1: Board.